passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Rugby podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, which is the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am ecstatic to have on a friend, former teammate, and roommate in Watson Filikatonga on this episode. Watson's a 23-year-old rugby player who played for Iona, originally from California, and he was drafted number 14th overall in the MLR draft. And so on this episode, he's going to talk about his journey, his trials and tribulations. And I have to say, he was one of the guys that I really wanted to have on when I first started this, so very happy that it's finally here. Welcome to the podcast. I mean, it's been a long time coming. What's up, man? How you been? How's um, Piscataway treating you? Man, I just saw you. You know how it is. We talked already. <laughs> I guess we ain't talking in two years. <laughs> And it's been a crazy year um, living with you in Caligny. Uh, our last year playing Iona 15s, of course, this past fall. And, you know, you're a guy that came to New York to play rugby all the way from California. Just tell everybody about, you know, I know we've talked about it a bunch, but like how exactly like did you get into playing rugby? So I was at this um, junior college back home, uh, CSM, College of San Mateo. I was playing jugo football. And, I mean, if you guys, if anybody out there is listening that's watching uh, Last Chance U, uh, we play against the team um, in episode six, the most recent um, uh, episode. But, yeah, so I played jugo football. I played football my whole life. I came from a rugby family, but I just never really wanted to go play rugby. It was just – I don't know, it was something that never caught my interest. But, yeah, so played football. Um, my last year, or my first year playing, I stopped playing football, which was crazy. And, like, that was, like, a big moment in my life because that was the first time ever in my life that I ever quit something. And I didn't finish that season. I just quit. And it was just, like, that age. You know, I was fresh out of high school. Um, you know, like, I was – my – Priorities wasn't straight. I was like more into the social life and I just lost track of everything. But from that point on, like I learned one of the biggest lessons and probably like the best thing that ever happened to me too, because after that moment, I realized like, yo, like, damn, you just really quit. And then I didn't know what I was going to do. Like my whole, like my whole career, I always used to play in D1 football. 
And I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. And like, I was just lost. And um, yeah, then my brother just moved back from Minnesota. And he was like, do you want to give out? You want to give rugby a, uh, a try? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll play for this uh, D2 team because I knew someone was playing a D2 team. And it's called Google Rugby. And I was like, yeah, I'll go play for them. He was like, now nah, you're going to come play for Golden Gate. And Golden Gate back home is a big club. It's a D1 club. It's very known in the area. And a lot of, like, big names came from that club, like uh, Flau Nua that plays for the Sevens for USA. Uh, Samu Manoa, probably one of the best uh, forwards ever came out of the United States. He played at Toulon. So, like, it's a well-known club back home. And, um, and I was actually – I was nervous. And what made that transition easy because he um, – one of my good friends, he came along with me, so we would train together. And then a year of me training and playing at that good club, uh, that gave me the opportunity to go play in Minnesota at Spearhead Academy, the academy my brother was at. And, you know, like, and I'm here now. Bruce found me in Minnesota. And I'm, like, what, three and a half years in playing rugby? And I came a long way. I remember the first time I stepped on the pitch, I barely could pass the ball. But, you know, I've just been working on it every day. That's great because just the player that you are now, you know, like you said, you haven't been playing for that long and you just seem to have like such a, like a good grasp for the game. Like for, you know, obviously you work hard, like you work on your skills all the time. We always would go to the gym and work out and work on skills, but you just seem to pick up the game so fast. And like this past fall, man, it was so fun playing with you. Like it was probably the most fun year I've had playing rugby for Iona, for sure. Yeah, I had a great time, you know, and it was also fun because like, it was going towards like, uh, it was my senior year, and it was also like, obviously having roommates like you and Nandi, it was also you guys like last year playing at Iona, so like, it was something special, you know, because like we was roommates, and um, like, I know I wanted to end that 15 year, like in a good note, obviously like, we didn't get to win that ball game, but you know, it was a great year. Like I had a great time, Iona. And I always appreciated this program. Like when I came in, like whether it was 15s or sevens, whether it was Bruce or Paul coaching, I've always appreciated the, the B-side players. I feel like they don't get a lot of recognition and behind closed doors, you know, like they made me the player that I am today because, you know, they gave me a hard time out there. So for everything, you B-side players that's listening, you know, I mean, it's a long list of names, but, you know, just know that I really appreciate you guys. And, like, I know how hard it is to play in the B-side level and you know, work so hard to, like, try to get on that 23 roster in the A-side. And, like, just showing up every day, that showed me that, like, you really cared about the team and you knew your role. And, like, you just wanted to work 10 times harder just to make yourself better, but also make the guys better. And, like, and, and it's hard, you know what I mean? You want to make that squad and, like, and it, it, like, you know this too, like, it takes a lot for a person to show up every day and like, you know what I mean? Just fighting those adversities, like every day, like, I don't know if I'm gonna make the squad or not this, you know, this weekend. And it mm -hmm. takes a lot to, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are, like, I want to talk to you a lot about journaling. You know, we both kept journals this past season and it was my first time doing it. And you told me that you've been doing it for as long as you've been playing a sport. I mean, I can't tell you how much of a difference keeping a journal made for me, not only in rugby, but in life. You know, where I was able to write down my goals for a game or 
goals for getting stuff done on a, a certain day. But just talk about the importance of journaling. So I started getting into journaling at the um, College of San Mateo, the Juco I was at, because uh, these two coaches that very, you know, they, there's a lot of things they taught me that I still hold today. And um, is this coach named Coach P and Coach O, and they always was talking about self-improvement. And they used to always tell us to write our short-term and long-term goals in our little um, notebook. And we used to call it at CSM, we used to call it the Bible. And we used to always write our little notes and stuff in there. I didn't take it really seriously at that point. Um, but when I started playing rugby, like I've been having my rugby journal since the beginning of my career playing rugby. And like, it changed everything for me. Cause you know, I'll talk to you, like, especially when I was, I'll explain to you about my journal, like I wrote down everything on that journal, like my short-term, long-term goals, um, things I need to work on. And there's just something about writing it down and speaking to existence. It's very important. And um, like for, yeah, it's really powerful. And like, there's things like, like the other day I was looking back at my journal, like I've been having this journal since 2018 and I was looking back at it and I like, I remember in 2018 when I was playing at Golden Gate, um, we, went, we went to go watch a cow game. And like, I think I was doing research and stuff and um, I came across CRCs and I, and it's crazy, I look, I forgot to tell you this, but I looked back at my journal and I, I wrote down like, hopefully one day I can, um, play D1 rugby since I can't play D1 football, you know? So that's when I really started doing my research. And I wrote down that in my journal and then, so yeah, I like, I wrote down this thing where I was like, you know, um, I always wanted to play D1 football, but you know, now that opportunity is gone, but I have this new opportunity in front of me. And it's gonna be harder because it's a sport that I haven't been playing and I have very little knowledge in. And also like, I have a lot to catch up. Like I'm really behind. And um, I wrote down, I was like, hopefully I can play D1 rugby one day. And I also wrote down, hopefully I can play in the CRCs, which is crazy. And I, and I totally forgot about that until I looked back in that notebook. And just like little things like that, writing it down and speaking to existence, you just never know how far you will come. And it's also important too, because like, I mean, the days that you're not motivated or the days you don't want to really do anything, like if you look back at like your long-term goals, like, you know what I mean? Those are things that can remind you like, this is what I'm working for because, you know what I mean, it's hard. Yeah, because it's, it's like, you know what I mean? Like every athlete faces, like it's hard, like, like being consistent every day and like trusting the process, especially when you got a lot of things going on, especially in your personal life or anything, you know? So, yeah. And um, yeah, and then like me coming to Iona, I also wrote down, hopefully I go pro one day and like now I have that chance. I'm not sure what's ahead of me, but I do know that if I keep doing the things that I was doing, just, you know, I mean, turning up a, a notch of, with my work ethic, working out every day and, you know, I mean, being consistent with my journal. I mean, I know, I feel like, I feel like it'll, it'll give me a lot of confidence in what's in front of me. Definitely. What kind of, um, you know, you mentioned you're, you do have the chance to go pro now. You got drafted. What was it, number 14th overall by yeah, LA? 14. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of long-term goals do you have down in your journal now? Or, or is that is that too much to share? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I can share. Um, yeah. So so me coming into this league, um, 
like not a lot of people really know me and like I'm not sure like I feel like me personally I feel like I have a lot to prove because like I feel like I'm an underdog because you know like this team took a chance with me you know I've been playing for what three and a half years now took a chance on this kid and like so what's what what's been motivating me every day is like I can't let them down and on top of that like I'm not just representing them but I'm also representing Island Rugby you know and also obviously my family and like I, like one thing about me is that everybody that invested in me, I, I never wanted to let them down. So those like things that always replay in my head, like especially like when mental toughness kick in, like those are the things that really come to me. And like I just feel like it's really important for me as a player to go in this program. You know, I came from my own. I want to represent this the the college I played for in the right way to like. You know what I mean, to give them a good example of like where I came from, because I, I did come from a good program, especially being coached by Bruce and all the other coaches and Paul, um, you know, part of my favorite backs coach, Billy. <laughs> you know, I know that's your, I know, I know you, that's your favorite back coach too, but yeah, I like, you know what I mean? I want to, I want to give them, I want to like, one thing about me, I always wanted to leave a program or leave any place in a good note and also wanted to be, you know what I mean? Some type of a role model for the future generation, you know? Because I've always said this, like, I'm playing for the past, present, and future players. And, like, I remember me coming into Iona, um, I knew what the, like, a lot of guys before me built this program, and I didn't want to tear that down. So I, I wanted to live up to expectation. And that's the same mindset I have coming into this, um, to this team, like, and yeah, hopefully, you know, I mean, we could win a like my the goal I wrote down is winning a championship. It would be awesome to win a championship our first year, especially this team was just, you know, I mean, coming about this year too. So it'd be it'd be pretty cool to win a championship this first year coming up if we have a season. Right. And you're gonna be playing with guys that you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, um there's two guys from my area that's going there and um we talked a little bit, you know, I mean, it'd be cool playing against them. I mean, not against them, playing with them. And um, there's one guy I played when I first played, when I first started playing rugby in Golden Gate. And there's another kid that's, um, I barely know him, but I see him here and there. And he seems like a good kid, but I'm excited for that. And I just want to piggyback on uh, just the power of writing things down. Cause I, I know we touched on it, but, you know, there's just so much to, to say on this topic, I think, because it really is something that I don't think people realize. Uh, they don't realize the power in writing down your goals, writing down even how you're feeling or like, yeah. like I said before a game, I would write down this past year, I would write down everything I wanted to accomplish in the game. And once the game came, it just made me that much more focused. Like it was a focus that I've never experienced before in a game. Me personally, I'm always uh, like distracted. Like I, I, I seem, I tend to be distracted in, in a game. You know, fans and like when I write down goals that I have, you know, like catching every pass, uh, chasing down a kick. I'm so much more focused. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember you used to like tell me things like that, and I, I, you know what I think it is. I think like just writing it down, like, 
I don't know. I feel like just the power of writing down and seeing it and inking it, like, you know what I mean? It's just something that, like, clicks to you, and you're like, you know what? I, I got to do this. Because I remember I used to write, like, um, like check marks, like, like like how you saying, like, before games, you used to, like, uh, chasing every kick and stuff. Like, I used to write check marks, like, don't drop a ball, uh, yeah. communicate, you know what I mean? And, like, when I go out there on the field, like, I'll remember those things for some reason. I don't know. I think it's just, like, there's something about writing it down. I don't know. It was just, yeah. Like, if you're not an athlete, you should definitely have a journal. I mean, it, it applies to, it apply to everything in your life. Yeah. Just writing down and it, it, what you need to accomplish. Yeah. And it gives you, like, an agenda, you know? Like, and it's like a task you have to complete. Because, like, every morning I wake up and I write down, like, my goals. Like, my goals of the day. And, like, and throughout the day, like, I, I'm always, like, reminded, like, yo, I got to I gotta do that before this day ends, you know? So that like keeps me going. You can't hide from it because you you yeah. told yourself you're gonna do it. So you gotta you gotta do it. You have no choice. Yeah. So um tell me, like what have you been writing down lately, you know, since you've been home? Mm-hmm. Um I know like this podcast, you know, I mean I'm really proud of you because <laughs> podcast like you know, it's it's crazy because like we used to have conversations before about like what we wanted to do and stuff and like it's slowly coming true for both of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's awesome, man. So I'm just curious, what kind of stuff have you been writing down, you know, for your short-term or long-term goals? Well, I try to wake up every morning and um, with gratitude. I try to write things down that I'm thankful for, like my family, uh, my education, uh, experiences I've had in college, anything that I'm thankful for. Like, even if it's something small, like, you know, being able to have breakfast in the morning, whatever I'm feeling at the time, yeah. I write down. And, you know, I really, since I've been home, I've been doing just a lot of venting in my notebook, just writing down my emotions, how I'm feeling. Yeah. Like if something's bothering me, I'll just get my notebook and start writing, you know, whatever whatever comes to the pen, it just goes down on the I paper. I feel like that's also good for like your mental health, you know, like laying it all out, you know, because some, there's some people out there that like, you know, like just closed doors. They just want to keep to themselves. You know what I mean? But I feel like having like a journal because, will help out a lot. Yeah, I. I think a lot of times people just they get into these moods and they don't know why yeah. they're in the moods. They don't reflect. They don't look to see like yeah. why am I feeling this way? And writing things down it helps you see. Oh, okay. This is what this is what's bothering me. Even if you know what it is, writing it down it clears, it just clears yeah. it up. And, so, and I personally think self-reflection is, is key. Because now once you like have self, like some self-reflect about your life, you look at like, all right, you know, like I went through this and if I got over it, I'm going this through this right now. Like how can I like maneuver myself around to, you know I mean, get over this, like this problem in my life. I think it's really important to self-reflect. You know, it, and it, it goes back mm-hmm. to like how I like, um, use my journal like because my journal uses just all sports and like I have a lot of self-reflection like especially after practice and games like I remember when I would practice like even when I would practice from Golden Gate to Minnesota to Iona like I used to always go back to my notebook and like little things like I remember like Bruce used to tell me like especially when we used to do um fitness like Bruce used to always yell at me like come on like push hard like, get in front blah, blah. and I'll write down like the guys I'll be behind like the guys I'll be behind their fitness, I'll write down their name on my notebook and be like, okay, tomorrow I got to be in front of them. 
and like that will always keep me motivated and like just like yeah. I, uh, there's this thing in sevens and I was looking back at my notebook I remember uh, during sevens practice uh, Paul used to Paul said to the Paul was telling this kid when he passed make sure his thumbs down and um, and like I wrote and I remember that I remember hearing that and I wrote that on my notebook and I remember I just read that and just like just to be muscle memory like knowing that my thumbs are down right after I passed it just like a father through me you know it's like little things like that. So yeah, I think it's really mm-hmm. like, man, writing down, it's really important. I got like 10 pages yeah. left in this notebook, so I'm definitely going to have to get a new one pretty soon. <laughs> dude, tell me about it. Tell me about Dude, I was, mine almost, I think I, like, I got like 30 or 40 left, but yeah. But, you know, hey, tell me about um, how does it feel to be done with Iona? Like you have more years there than me, and, you know, you invested a lot of time at that school and also in the team like how does it feel like seeing all your boys leave you know what I mean how does it feel man it's it's sad it's emotional uh no yeah. I'm done with Iona rugby uh for mm-hmm. sure but school-wise it's it's a good feeling because I I had doubts as to what I wanted to do with my career through undergrad and then I think graduate school kind of um I was able to cement a, a path for myself so I'm excited yeah. about working, uh, working in sports. So um, that that was a good feeling graduating with my master's yeah. sure. But I'm gonna miss Iona rugby a ton, and yeah. it sucks that the season is being canceled because I was looking forward to coming to watch some of the games, especially homecoming. Yeah, I was looking forward to homecoming. Like I was actually thinking about coming back for homecoming. Like I was looking forward to that. Yeah, it really stinks. Yeah. I was um I went out to dinner with John Delera uh yesterday at, at Beachmont. Mm-hmm. And uh we were just talking and at the moment I was like, Wow, you know, I missed out on this captain, on this great captain. You know, because um don't get don't get me wrong, like I like during my time there I had some great captains from I think it was Scarcello, Nandi, Santi, um, Connor Cam and then the most recent one, Billy. Like there were some great captains. Mm-hmm. But all those stories I used to hear about Captain Delaire, I was like, wow, you know, I missed out on this one. The legend. Yeah, the legend. <laughs> Man, you know. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel be um to be on the team with Delara? Because I never got a chance to play with him. And like just me having dinner with him last night, he was just telling me stories and stuff and reminiscing. I was like, dang, I really missed out on this guy. I should have came, you know, me a little bit earlier. Thank you. The one word I can describe Delara with is refreshing. Refreshing? Yeah, because he is just so genuine and so just down to earth. As a person, he's just, he's different. You know, you don't see a lot of people do the things that he does out of out of kindness and out of just pure, uh, just pure, pure kindness and as a as a teammate, he's one of the best. He's, uh, you know, you can always trust him to do the right thing, to be where he's supposed to be, do what he's supposed to do. He holds you accountable, which is very important. And you just never know, like what he like in the CRCs. You know, when he scored that try against Cutstown. It's something that surprised you when you saw it, but 
when you think about it, it's like I'm not too shocked that he did that because he worked so hard and he's always he has this laser focus that you know he doesn't have all the talent in the world, all the skill in the world, obviously, but he has all the other intangibles that you need and that you want in a teammate and in a captain. So playing, yeah, playing with him was was really fun and something I'm gonna miss. Yeah, when I seen that um, that try against uh, Kutsal, I was like, it's pretty sick, you know. Was it against Kutsal? Yeah, it was our last group stage game, and it was basically a winner go home game for the both of Kutsal and for Austin Kutsal. And I'm I'm not too sure, but um, didn't he like lead like the try like tries got the team one season? Oh yeah, his last his his last 15 season, he led the team in tries. Yeah, that man's a baller, bro. Yeah, and I think they were like all receiving. He was all of them were like offloads that he received. The majority of them were offloads. You know, that's awesome. Just typical that work ethic that he had. If um, out of all the players you play with, and I don't know what's one guy you're gonna miss, bro. One I'm gonna miss. Yeah, you're up there. You're definitely. <laughs> you gotta pick one, all right? One guy I'm gonna miss playing with or being around, like playing with. You're up there because you like you played on the inside. I played right on the outside of you, and so. Like, I saw you yeah. – I saw everything that you did breaking the line, and I just love being there for, like, you know, your support and just passing you and receiving passes from you was always fun. So, I I mean, you're up there. Connor's up there just because he – like you, he just – he knows the game very well, very fundamental. Uh, you can trust him to do the right thing. So, yeah, Connor is good with Connor, that. Yeah, okay. that man's a wizard, bro. <laughs> but come on, man, you gotta pick one. All right, no hard feelings. Anybody's listening, you gotta pick one. I, I, I'm gonna go with you. I gotta go. With oh, you. appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. You were you were really fun to play with. Really fun Thanks. to play with. Yeah, you was fun to play with too. I used to love them giving the ball to you because you would just be gone. But when you did, when you didn't keep it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll be tunnel vision, so, you know, <laughs> I'll just see the try lines. But, um, yeah, you know. And, you know, we know what's also fun, too, when we went to the um, the Rooney training camp. That was awesome. Like, um, I, I was glad that I went with you because, I mean, it was nice going with somebody that I know because I didn't really know anybody over there. But, you know, it was a great experience going in with you. Yeah, that was an awesome experience. And that was a grind. Yeah. What, three to four days a week from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. You grind a little bit harder than me because, like, outside of the field, you had to drive there. And, like, I was sleeping in the car, so I had it pretty good, you know. I would just sleep and snore throughout the whole way. Yeah. And that's, like, that was, like, what, like an hour and a half drive? Like an hour. Yeah. Basically an hour. I would never forget the um, uh, the day when we had to. Uh, it was like a back training. We had to learn how to juggle. Oh, that was the worst. I couldn't <laughs> even juggle to save my life. 
dude, none of us could. We all were horrible at that. Yeah. And then man. we both, both made great strides. I mean, yeah. you're still you're still practicing juggling, aren't you? Yeah, I still practice like every other day. I it just you know like it got to the point where I just like it was just cool to do. I was like, yo, I can juggle, bro. Like, let me just show off like here and there. I got so good. Yeah, man. By the time winter break came around. <laughs> oh just... yeah, dude. No joke. No joke. When you sent that snap when you were juggling, I was like. Oh hell no! I gotta learn, cause when I come back from winter break, it can't just be here that knows how to jump, bro. I got like, nope, I gotta learn, bro. I gotta show off. I really yeah. Circus. But what was your favorite thing about that camp or that training camp? My favorite thing about that camp, mm. that camp, I I think I like I like the training. I like the idea of wearing the uh, the trackers at the training sessions. We were able to track our agility and top speed yeah. accelerations. That was really cool to see where I stacked mm-hmm. up against professional players. To see myself like at the top some nights and like the yeah, yeah, that was cool. In the in the agility or top speed, I was always at the top and like the uh, the top speed. But I I kind of struggled with like the accelerations and decelerations. But I was at the top. In a couple, so that was that was cool to see. Yeah, and uh, dude, the what caught me by surprise, mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing about that camp was when after we would lift. Remember, like the first day, they laid out the mat, and they were like, "All right, we're doing grappling," and I'm like, "What's grappling?" And there's like 15 of us spread out against the mat, and the coaches. All right, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder for a minute. And everybody just starts hitting each other. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And I'm looking at these guys like, are they serious? So we do that for a minute. And then the pummels, 100 pummels right after. Oh, uh, I used to hate that. Yeah, that caught me, but that caught me off guard. My, I didn't um, expect that. My favorite part was uh, when we go out on the field, even though – it's, it was cold as hell, and I hate the cold. Even though it was cold. You remember when, like, I think it was our first day of practice, it was still snowing. Like, they still had snow on the field. And I was, dude, I remember stepping out on that field, and I looked yeah. at you. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? I was like, we're going to practice in this? I was like, ah, I'm not ready for that. But, yeah. But, I don't know. I like, well, my favorite part was, when we used to like condition and then play a game and then condition and play a game, I was like, okay, this is like, I like this. Even though I'll be gassed, but I was like, this is something I like. Cause like, that's when you really tap into your mental toughness. I was always into that, like tapping into my mental toughness. I remember like being tired and like, I was like, you know what? Like, like cause I used to write down goals. Like when you're tired, like still have a perfect pass. You still have like, you know what I mean? Still be, and all that. So, I mean, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you know those are those are times that matters when you get tested, especially mm-hmm. when you're tired. But, what do you yeah. think is going to be your biggest takeaway from that camp, moving into your future, and you know, in the MLR? Like, what are you going to take away the most from that camp? Um, I'll probably. That's a hard. Um, like you said, like just being around like a professional setting, you know, like. You know what I mean? How the guy treated himself, like, I took away, like, okay, like, 
this mm-hmm. is a little taste of like professionalism like and this is what i want you know and i think that's what like motivated me a little bit more because i got a little taste of that of like you know because like they was working out three times a day and you know like with the whole gear and stuff like i was loving that and like just like guys like pushing it and like the fast pace and like um the knowledge the coaches were sharing like how to get better and like these little techniques like that's something i'm really into like the detail you know the fundamentals and everything and i think you know it's like every athlete like every kid growing up you know hopefully one day you get to play you know pro in whatever sport you play in you know Mm -hmm. and i think like um, you know what I mean? I appreciate Rooney for giving me the chance to go through this camp because, like, it gave me a, te- uh, a taste of, of what, like, a pro life is for, you know what I mean, for a rugby player. So I really appreciate them for that. And I feel like that that got me a little bit ready, even though we only spent, like, a few weeks with them. But, like, you know I mean? That's something I picked up, and I, and I remember, yeah. like, writing down a lot yeah. during that camp and um, everything I've learned. Mm, yeah. What about you? Yeah, yeah, like you said, playing, yeah, even for me, playing a pro sport was something I, I always dreamed about. And the fact that I got the chance to do that was awesome. And to see how those guys went about their business every day was cool. So that's something I'll never forget. So how does it, um, how does it feel to, how, I, how was it being coached by Bruce all those years? I think what I'll remember the most is when he, when he gave me the chance to play fly half my junior year. Uh, I was having this conversation on previous episodes. Like you don't see a lot of black fly halves in rugby. When the black players, we don't have the opportunity to thrive in that position. You know, they just pick us at the wing a lot of times. But Bruce, he, yeah. he gave me that opportunity my second year of playing. He was like. You know, we're gonna try you at fly half, and even though it was for it was just for B side, it was a big deal. So those are one of the uh, the memories that I'll have from playing with Bruce. Yeah. I'm sure when he put you in that position, that gave you a sense of confidence too. You know. Yeah. And he yeah. realized that hey, like my coaches believe in me. They believe in my ability. Yeah. I got to start believing my ability. That's now. one thing I've learned when I was playing for Bruce is that. Um, you know, he'll, he'll see things in you that sometimes you won't see in yourself and he'll bring the best out of you, you know? And I think, I think that's like part of one of his best skill sets is um, giving pe- like players the confidence in themselves when sometimes they don't, they lack it. And that's really important too. And also like, I wasn't there when Paul first came, but how was it when Paul came? Like I'll hear stories here and there and I know you guys was a great program with sevens, but I knew Paul took up a notch with all his knowledge in the game. How was it when he first came to coach you guys and and all that, you know? Honestly, when he first came, it was pretty seamless because really? he, he had, like, he didn't have, a like, a big ego like Bruce, you yeah, know? Yeah. He really that's chill, laid back. That's that's one thing I've seen, the yin and yang, you know? Yeah. <laughs> those two. But yeah. So like, we didn't really miss we didn't really miss a beat with him. Like when he came in, we just we we trusted him because Bruce brought him in. Like we didn't know this guy, but we trusted Bruce. 
and the fact that he put his faith in somebody else to coach us when we know that he would want to be the one to coach us just because of how he is that says it all that we didn't need really to know anything more about Paul to trust him and to play hard for him so I always look at those two like like their coaching style like both works like both style works you know Bruce have like the old school like let's now or never get it done you know what I mean we're gonna do a thousand push-ups, a thousand up and downs. We're gonna run until the dog tired. Mm-hmm. And Paul was more of the, you know, like we're gonna do what fits. You know, what I mean, we're gonna like take her. Like don't get me wrong, like Bruce was all about taking her her body, like with the whole stretch and all the meditation we used to do after practice. But um, Paul had like that modern, you know, what I mean, coaching style. Mm-hmm. But both works. You know what I mean? Like. I got. I took a lot of, a lot of things from both coaches. I'm sure you did too. Mm-hmm. Both styles work. I appreciate it. You know, it's like the yin and yang. You get this balance to it, though. So. Yeah, yeah. What do you like more, sevens or fifteens? Um, I like both actually. Like they're equal. I like I like both because like fifteens like, I like well fifteens like you know like it's just like tr- traditional rugby like fifteens like. It's just like I, I feel like I don't know if this is true or not because I'm new to the game, but I feel like um like the older the older guys and stuff like you know you get like a little bit more respect when you play 15 because you know what I mean the culture of it and like sevens is like, an, like it's kind of new and like it's this new thing that's booming and stuff and. I like I enjoy both. I like the physical part of the fifteens and the com- like team camaraderie and all that. Like that that goes with sevens too. But sevens I also like the all like the aerobic fitness and like the fast pace, you know. The typical like American like like what we like to watch, you know, it's fast. You know, a lot of skills, you know what I mean? You see guys running up and down the field and it's like very like it's not like fifteens where you have to like watch a, a scrum and especially in America, like it's hard for people that like don't watch rugby and like to understand the game. You know what I mean? Like when they watch 15, but I feel like it's easier for Americans that never watch rugby and they watch sevens because it's so fast paced. And I mean, and they, we love that out here. Like, you know, so I enjoy both. Like I hope to, um, I mean, play uh, like in the MR during spring and you know, I mean, playing for a team and summer, like, like anything that's nearby sevens because I enjoy both. I feel like it's really good too, like the switch of both games because you get the because sevens will give you a chance to get fit before fifteens. You know what I mean? Then you coming out of fifteens, you're kind of fit and stuff. So I feel like it's a good balance. I feel like you would be more of a sevens guy. Like I, I expect you to really sevens. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Because like I my first time playing rugby, it was sevens because it was the summer. But I, don't know, I enjoy both. What about you? I'm, I'm, I have an idea. You, what you're gonna pick? Probably seven, so. Just because yeah. there's more, you're guaranteed more action. It's more exciting, yeah. it's faster, and it suits my style of yeah. play. Yeah. I mean, how was it? I know you played for Nyack last summer. How was that? How was that experience? That was really cool. You yeah. know, we didn't really have a great team that summer, but. That was my first time playing outside of Iona. 
Mm-hmm. And so like there is a level of uncertainty. So that was, that made it, you know, a little kind of thrilling and exciting to know I wasn't going to be seeing the same faces, you know? Yeah. And I had, a, I had a pretty good summer personally. Like my first game, I had a hat trick off the bench. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't know that. I don't think you ever told me that. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It was, it, it was crazy because it was right after our seventh season ended with Iona when we lost to Lindenwood. And mm. I didn't, I didn't like how I played in that tournament. Like I knocked the ball on in the tri zone against uh, who was it? Boston College in our second yeah. game. And right, yeah. like, ever since that, that was a- yeah, like my mind wasn't in the rest of the tournament. So after yeah. we lost, I was like, I can't go out like that. Like I have to keep playing. I have to go out on a better note. And so I worked hard for like the next two weeks. I went to the gym every day. And I started practicing with Nyack, and then I got my shot in that first tournament, and I took it. And after that game where I scored the hat trick, like I earned the respect from all the guys on the team. Like they, like, this oh, guy, yeah. you know, he he not only did it in practice, but he did it in the game. So we can we can rely on him, and they trusted me after that. Speak of the um, Lindenwood good Lindenwood game, um, man. I still like. Still think about that game to this day. Like that was, oh man. Like, I can't even believe I dropped two balls in a game. Like it's one of those things where, like you know, like like we said earlier, like you self reflect on it, you learn from it, and then you move on. You yeah. know, and you did. You too, like bounce back from that season, and you had a great fifteen season. And you, you're somebody that got hit with so much adversity from your injuries just from your injuries like you got injured your first year and you got injured again in your second year and to come back from those injuries and still to ball out and to have like 10 plus tries even though you didn't play every game and to make all conference that's that's an accomplishment thank you bro yeah man like it was crazy like my first year coming in here like I um when I got injured that first time and I got injured that second time, that was the first time ever in my like career that I ever got injured that serious. And like, there was a lot of things playing in my head, like, dang, like, but you know what I mean? I, I'm, I was very thankful to have like some good people around me, you know what I mean? Especially having a good coach, good teammates, and um, especially having that sports journal, you know? Like I really was diving into that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me through it. Like, I was just fortunate enough to have good people around me. You know what I mean? Like, guys like you, you know I mean? Like, Nandi, you know, and everybody else. Like, having coaches like Bruce and Paul, Billy, um, you know what I mean? And all the other guys, like Connor, Santi, and them, and Scar. Yeah, like, I was just surrounded by some good people. And, um, you know I mean, and I think that's really important. Like, the people that you surround yourself with, especially during those times, because it can, like, go either way. Like, those situations either can make you or break you, you know, as a person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think this, like, thing we were talking about about this, the Sports Journal, that really got me through it. Um, I remember this one thing I was reading, and um, it was saying, if your dreams don't scare you, 
they're not big enough. And I, I remember seeing that and I was like, okay, I still have these goals and dreams I want to achieve. Like, I got to like, even though I can't run anything, I can still go to the gym every day. And I remember going to the gym every day and just repping out skills and just using the rowing machine and the elliptical machine. And that was like my, you know I mean, sense of condition. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, and like, I just remember that, that time I was off because it, it was kind of tough because like, I remember coming off AIC and I had a great game off AIC and like, you know, and then leading up to Penn, like, and I got hurt and I was like, damn, how, like, why am I having like such a hard time adjusting here? You know, but I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'm glad yeah. that happened. That shaped me into the person today. So, but also with you, I remember you had um, some injuries about, it was your growing, right? Yeah, I, I always had like facing. groin problem ever since, like late in my junior year. And uh, it kept me out for a while that season. But then by the time like senior year started, I just made it a priority that summer to do these exercises that I was given by my doctor. Every time um, I would go to the gym before and after I would run. And then that entire senior season and into the sevens in the spring, my groin did not bother me one bit. Yeah. You still do those exercises to this day. I remember going to the gym and you used to use the bands and stuff, or sometimes when you don't have any, you use it. And I'll be like, Coach, what are you doing? I was like, this is for my groin. I was like, oh, okay. Keep keep going. Keep going. Do your thing. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, that – that, Yeah, that right there just showed me, like, how disciplined you were as a, I mean just as a person you know what I mean like because I remember like when I got off my injury and like I was like officially good like I kind of like stopped doing like you know what I mean like uh my rehab on my ankle mm-hmm. and then I was like damn what am I doing like I should still be doing these rehabs even though I feel better but I still should be doing it and, you know what I mean so yeah, discipline is very important. And those groin injuries, they're so um, – they're just really annoying and nagging. And just want to get, like – it's just yeah. one of those things you just have to take care of. You're also an exciting player to watch, especially with your speed. And just from what you was telling me how, like, you just started playing when you came to Iona, like, I mean, like, just picking up the game. I remember we used to talk about it, you know, and I know your favorite player is Kobe, Seth and Kobe. And um, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we used to always try to mimic him the celebrations he would do. And you know what I mean? I just I remember you used to always study his like highlights and I'll see you transition that from transition that to the field and I'll be like, oh man, like I seen I see this move before from a highlight. I know where he got it from. So yeah, you know, so out of everybody that you watch that played wing and stuff, why him, you know? Why that guy? Well, you were the one that showed me him uh, to begin with. Yeah. You were sitting in the room one day, and I was like, "Man, I need a player to, I need a player to watch to like, look up to." And you were like, "Oh, how about this guy?" I'm like, "Nah." And then you were like, "Well, how about this guy, Cheston Colby?" I'm like, "Colby." Oh, that's. I started the- watching him. <laughs> oh, so it was the day. Obviously, it was the day. <laughs> Maybe it was the game that drew that drew me in. Yeah, I can't I can't lie. I started watching him like, oh, I like his game. Yeah, 
and his footwork is unbelievable. Man, like he's not obviously he's fast, but his his sidestepping and agility is just That's, off the yeah. chart. And it and it was cool seeing him win the World Cup, you know, like especially South Africa. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we couldn't, we knew they won because you no, know, Nadi woke us up at like three in the morning, I think, screaming. I think he woke the whole apartment up. That was crazy. You're a Kalen Punga guy. Yeah, man. I I like. I won't say I play like him. I don't play like him, but I always love watching him. You know, Kalen Punga and. I don't know. I I was always like into rugby league because like it kind of reminded me of football, you know. Like they got five downs, football got four downs. It was just like running up straight. Um, there was no scrums, like you know. It was just like football. And um, yeah, Caleb Bourne, like he just I don't know. They're just just how he plays. It just I don't know. It it's just so cool to watch. And, like, he's so young, too. Like, I think he's, like, our age, like, 23, 24 right now. And um, you see how he is, like, with, you know what I mean? Just, like, how he fends, how he moves. He's smooth. His footwork. Ooh, like so I'd crazy. Have to, yeah. You know, I'd have to say he is similar to you in that aspect. I mean, you're both, like, you are a smooth runner. Yeah. No, you can't compare me to a man. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That man, that man is off the chart. That man is too good. Yeah, I, I would just say you guys have similar like running style. Not running styles. You're just both. You both have a smoothness to your run. But he, yeah. he you're gonna have to do some work to uh, get on his level, buddy. I know. Tell me about it. That, that's what I've been doing. So. Since like like since I've been in Cali, I've been training a lot. You know, I'm trying to get ready for the upcoming season. I've been doing a lot of footwork lately, so I can't. Hopefully, wait. one day it'll pay off. I can't wait. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm. I'll let you go. I know we got an early. We have an early morning, early day tomorrow. All right, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it for having me on this, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. You're like when I started this podcast, you were one of the first people that came to mind as to who I wanted to have on. Yeah. Even hey, man. Before you got I drafted. think, yeah. yeah, I think it's really cool that you have, like, you know what I mean? I hope you reach your goal of uh, reaching 100. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I know it's coming, but you know, I'm glad for you, man. I, I can't wait because I know this, is, this podcast is about to take off pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. And, I'll, I'll talk. I'll see you tomorrow, and yeah, I'm sure it'll be pretty emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna miss my 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 New Jersey and New York people. Yeah, forever gonna have love for the East Coast. It's like second home now. Um, all right, bro. Skyway's finest. I'll see you tomorrow. Man, that's my guy. He's going to absolutely kill it at the, at the next level. I just know it. Uh, I loved our discussions about uh, our Rooney experience, journaling, uh, overcoming adversity and injuries, and mental toughness. Man, that, was, that episode was the whole package. And if you enjoyed or if you are enjoying this podcast, don't forget to rate five stars 
if you believe it deserves it. Also leave a question in the description and I'll make sure to answer it on the show. If you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact at Believe Podcast at Believe.com or at Believe in Rugby on Instagram as well as at Believe Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, once again, if you're if you have any ideas or want to ask me a question, don't be afraid to hit me up on Instagram or leave um, one in the description of um, whatever platform you're using to listen. And I'll make sure that you're mentioned on the next episode. With that being said, thank you again for tuning in to this podcast, Believe in Rugby Talk. I'm having a absolute blast. I can't wait to see who's going to come on next week. And I hope you guys are, are anxious too. Talk to you guys later. Have a great, great, great weekend. Bye-bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube